Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 603. If you'd like to have a copy of it, we'd like you to have one too. Please uh, wait till the end of the program and Sharon will tell you how. Please state whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free. I have a strong message again from the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua shows us how zealous the people of the Lord were to follow their leader. There are so few leaders in this world today because the leader is actually the those that are in the spiritual realm and there's not that many leaders in the spiritual realm. But um, we do have some and I happen to be one. We uh, The Lord keeps telling me that the people of the world, the people that are of the Antichrist, are far more zealous to follow the Antichrist than the people are to follow the leaders that God has chosen to lead them into victory. Like in the book of Joshua, it shows how many people, uh, the whole of uh, the entire nation of Israel followed Joshua, and in the first chapter, the elders of the uh, of Israel stated that they would kill anybody that would not follow Joshua completely, as long as he's strong and courageous and follows the Lord as Moses did. Well, I'm following the Lord as Moses did, and so I demand the same allegiance not for anyone to kill anybody, but to report people in the church that are very zealously, because without the uh, at least the same zeal as the Antichrist people have to follow the Antichrist, I say that we should follow the Lord with more zeal and uh, more allegiance to God's leaders here on earth uh, than uh, you are at present following the devil. Because the whole world is deceived into following Satan. Now, the reason that God is giving victory to all uh, Israel is because they are following his uh, choice of leadership to the T with zeal. And in the New Testament, the Lord says that if uh, there's no zeal, how could we uh, Christians come a fight successfully in the spirit against a zealous bunch like the uh, Vatican and their world government and the media and uh, every uh, imp and demon uh, that has been cast from heaven down into hell. Now, um, the Lord plainly told me that we have to be more zealous than this world government because why because he's God and why because he commands it and uh, many times we've already read in the book of Joshua here that all Israel went with Joshua they were all together and that's what the Lord keeps teaching in his word is that the people of the Lord have to be together they can't be causing trouble to the leadership they can't be uh, acting, trying to act smart and uh, intelligent when they may be a toenail in the body of Christ and they're coming against the leaders of this world 
just because they want to cause aggravation. I presume it's because they are so irritated that they are nothings and they want somebody to pay attention to them and really they don't merit that much attention. I pay attention to my toenail, but uh, I don't take my leadership from it. Okay, I follow the Lord and I expect people in my church to follow me following the Lord, as the Apostle Paul said. It's so uh, easy to see people that are in my church that are complacent and they're so laid back and comfortable that uh, it's uh, exasperating to me and that's why when they get too comfortable and too cocky, I have to put them out because the Lord calls me to do that. Again, I mentioned the book of Revelation, chapter 11, where the Lord says, measure them up and see if they're zealous and see if they are receiving the messages to be zealous, at least as zealous as the Antichrist is. And if they're not, put them out with the Gentiles. And you see a lot of people that I've put out uh, that are like Gentiles or very bad Gentiles, and they assist the Antichrist. And they act as though I never knew that they were Antichrist in the church. But the Apostle John stated there were Antichrists with them, dining among them. And there was also uh, the same uh, situation in other books in the Bible. Okay, so we, um, the message from the Lord today is to all Israel, if you're Israel, that you don't cause uh, confusion in the body of Christ, that you follow the leader. You don't take the place of the head of the church, or you don't think that God has called you to replace the leader of the church. Joshua never thought a thing like that while Moses was in command, and therefore God appointed him. The people that try to take charge in the church, God never appointed you to do that. You're supposed to be followers, not leaders. There cannot be a thousand heads in the body. There's one leader, and the rest are arms, legs, toes, fingers, eyes, ears, nose, mouth, and also, you don't, you're not the mouth, the minister of the gospel is the mouth. You don't have any insight uh, of the spirit of the Lord, the way he's leading the entire army of Israel in these last days. I'm talking about spiritual Israel. So, you know, you have to keep your place, boy. You have to keep your place, girl. Everybody wants to be the psalmist David. Everybody wants to be Miriam. Everybody wants to be some a highly chosen person in the Bible, and then God never called two different ones like that. There was only one Esther, only one Ruth, only one Moses, only one David, only one Zechariah. You're not like them. You have to be what the Lord makes out of you. And he is not choosing you to do anything but follow the leader. Too many people are uh, in this uh, Christian realm 
are so disorganized because they're causing confusion in the body of Christ. Whenever they tell people what to do, uh, it's like a railroad wreck or a shipwreck or a vehicle that's wrecked on the freeway because they don't know how to explain themselves and they don't give clear direction. It's because uh, they're probably a toe or maybe a finger or something, but they're not leaders. And so the people of the church, I'm saying this because we need to learn that in order for God to give us the victories over the Antichrist. Now, because of the fact that uh, the Israelis, the young ones, after all their mothers and dads and grandmothers and grandfathers fell on the desert out in the wilderness, uh, they knew that they had to follow Joshua. And they also knew that anybody that wouldn't follow Joshua would be put to death, just as it states in the first chapter of Joshua. We mentioned that before. Find that place where it says, if, we, if anyone disobeys you, or won't follow you, we will put them to death. Well, there's a lot of people in the church that don't even report satanic things that are happening in the church, and that's why there's so much victory that the Antichrist has over different churches. The people that are even the pastors, they appoint different people to do different things instead of praying about it and letting God tell them who to appoint over different things. And when they get appointed to even wash the dishes, they get uh, so uh, aggravated if somebody even helps them. I like help, but I don't like people usurping authority over me. And uh, so this is the thing. I want to have the strongest army of uh, God that has ever been. And that cannot happen until everybody unites as one body, one major body, while following one major leader who is definitely led by the Lord, a 100%, and if they try anything other than that, then they need to know that they're going to be put out of the church. We don't kill them, God forbid, but I do put them out of the church. And so people that, uh, you know, and Satan is going to continue having victory over us until everyone gets in line until everybody gets in their proper position in the body. And just because you know me doesn't mean that you're any special person. Because I have to keep my place in the Lord, and you have to keep your place in the Lord. All right, I've got a strong message from the Lord. That's part of it. And I've got letters, and I've got some uh, music for you. But right now, let's uh, ask the Lord his blessing on this program. Father, anoint this program, number 603. Uh, anoint me. Let uh, the re anoint the reader uh, or the readers, whoever is going to read on this program that I've appointed. Anoint them so that uh, they know when to pause or stop when you're anointing me to take over. Lord, uh, open heart, every heart of all the listeners and the minds to receive uh, exactly what you're giving them today, that the souls in the world in Radio Land will be saved, 
and the church strengthened. Rebuke Satan, Lord, even primarily in the body of Christ, because we know if we're all together as one body, and the legs are functioning, the feet, the toes are functioning, the torso is functioning, the shoulders and the arms and the fingers and the head and the ears and the eyes and the nose and the mouth are all functioning, well, then we know that there's no way that Satan can destroy us. But if we don't, just as in the days of Joshua, where you would not allow the people that uh, of Israel to prosper when Achan had stolen something, when he went out of order. So, Lord, let everybody be in order and follow the one that is anointed to lead so that we can have major victory over this one world government, this one world church cult, and this uh, uh, anti-Christ regime that you stated that you would smash. Uh, you are the stone. You're our head and we are your body. And we have to be in order for uh, you for us, with you in us, and us in you, that you can smash them. So, Lord, I pray that you uh, let this register into the hearts of every follower in this church so that we can have an unprecedented victory over every evil thing that has been attacking us all these years. The people now have been around for years. And now they need to die. They need to, uh, their own self, their own will. There's so many people say, well, that's just uh, Sanford's personality, or that's just uh, Sally's personality, or that's just somebody. Uh, I don't need to have a personality. Where the Lord doesn't want me to have a personality. He wants me to have his personality. And for Sanford to have his personality, and for Sally, and for all the other people in the church to have God's personality. We have to be like Christ, not our former selves. And many of the people in the church have not grown in the Lord, but they've gotten worse. And I'm sure that this is happening in most of the churches in the world. And the people in the church must repent or they must perish. Father, I ask that you do this, destroy Satan. Uh, let the people that know they're doing these things repent because they're out of order. In Jesus' name, and Lord, open every door for us and close every door of Satan. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right, now... Um, that uh, entails uh, letting God lead you and guide you. And he said he does that. A lot of people say we don't need God to teach us, or man to teach us, rather. He said, um, but the Bible, because we don't need, it says in the Bible that we do need preachers, teachers, evangelists. We need prophets and helpers and uh, all these type of people to lead you and to guide you because a young person in the Lord needs leading and guiding and so the Lord helps me lead and guide others. Here I am to sing 
lead me, guide me. I am tired and I need thy strength and power to guide me, O Lord, on my darkest hour. Lord, just open mine eyes that I might see. Lead me, O Lord, won't you lead? Just open my eyes that I may see. Lead me alone, won't you lead me? I am lost to give you take your hand from me. I am blind without thy light. Lord, just always let me thy servant be. Lead me, oh Lord, won't you lead me? Lead me, guide me along the way. For if you lead me, I cannot stray. Lord, just open my eyes that I may see. Lead me, oh Lord, won't you lead me? Lead me, oh Lord, won't you lead me? Now, uh, the 11th chapter of the book of Joshua, verse 19, states, There was not a city that made peace with the children of Israel, with the exception or save the Hivites, the inhabitants of Gibeon. All other they took in battle. Um, they destroyed all the others because... Um, no others made league with them. Verse 20, for it was of the Lord to harden their hearts. In other words, there's so many people today that think that they are intelligent and wise and with understanding, and they all have their opinions. You see them on these uh, guest shows, and they're saying, well, what do you think about Obama, or what do you think about Clinton, and what do you think about the oil crisis, or how everything has gone into a spin. Uh, for it was of the Lord. They, they uh, you know, what difference does it make what Obama thinks or uh, Clinton thinks? They're blind, and they're so blind that they haven't got the capacity, the ability to lead anybody. And but they keep going on for, and that's what it means that their hearts are hardened to the Lord. Nobody ever brings up, well, the Lord 
says this or the Lord says that. What's that program on at night uh, where this guy is, he's supposed to be a comedian. And they're on there. We were watching it last night. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. This man uh, has got no uh, light in his life. He's not. He's dead in his sins and trespasses. He mocks the gospel. And so his heart is uh, being hardened every time that he does that. Verse 20, the reason that uh, the Jews kept taking all these cities was because of the fact that they, God, they were getting their guidance from God. And nobody even thinks to get guidance from God. Today it's just a bunch of people, uh, losers, pukers. The country keeps going further and the world keeps going further into a tailspin with each new regime. And therefore, verse 20 says, For it was of the Lord to harden their hearts, that they should come against Israel. God is causing you uh, people in darkness out there to come against us, against Israel, in battle, that he might destroy them utterly, and that they might have no favor, none whatsoever. Here they're trying to act cute now by bowling. And the media just picks up and tries to make it sound like a cute thing. Because uh, nobody respects them whatsoever. Nobody respects anything that's happening in the world today because they're in darkness and nobody respects darkness except Satan. That's where he operates. But he knows himself that he's just waiting in chains of darkness to spend eternity in the lake of fire. He knows his time is short. So, uh, uh, and that they might um, have absolutely no favor with the Lord, but that he might destroy them as the Lord commanded Moses. Moses, all right. So we know we're sitting on top of everything. I know that I am. And people that don't want to follow leadership, well, I'm still sitting on top of it, and I know that God is going to, because I'm full of zeal of the Lord. God's not going to spit me out of his mouth. The Lord's not going to spit me out of his mouth. He's going to spit you out of his mouth, those of you that are Christians and don't like to obey what his uh, word says. He'll blot your name out of the Lamb's book of life. You just think that that scripture is in there for the unsaved? No, it's not. It's in there for Christians. Christians are inside the body of Christ, but he says he'll spit you out of his body and then blot your name out of the Lamb's book of life. This is something to think about, and this is something to repent about. And we've got some letters, and Sharon, where's the first one from? Liberia, Africa. Dear Pastor Lamo, I'm very much delighted to inform you that I received a parcel from you with a lot of newsletters, copies of your book entitled The Messiah According to Bible Prophecy, and also a Holy Bible. Pastor, since I started sharing the messages that the Lord has given you, 
It has proven to me that many people are now getting to know the truth about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They are very interested in listening to the messages, and they are accepting Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Pastor, it is the grace of the Almighty God through so this... this means in this part of the country that we've gone in there and conquered one city after the other. This uh, in Africa and in India... And the Philippines, many cities have been conquered by the Word of God. The whole thing boils down to that this is a war of words. The words of people in darkness that have no intelligence whatsoever. And they like to think they, you know, they run out, there's no intelligence, so they like to think of themselves as comedians. Because at least people will say, are they funny? Uh, let's listen. If they make us laugh, well, then we like them. It's the blind people leading the blind. Okay, so here's another city being conquered by me, by the Lord's Spirit, because I follow him with zeal. And every penny that comes in here, I do everything in my power to send literature everywhere, the things that the Lord has given me, has said to me, shown me in visions, dreams, signs, and wonders. And it's causing people to wake up. There's people in my church, like there's one girl that her jaw didn't even fit on the top, and she was planning to take a vehicle with somebody that has been reported of being a lesbian. She herself was reported of being a lesbian. And she likes to... Uh, think of herself as very smug. So, But at any rate, the Lord tells me to take people that were evil. They were going to steal a car and run off with one of my cars one of the, or the cars of the church. And so she just never can be put in her place because she's not uh, too bright at all. And so finally I had her a jaw fixed. It cost several thousand dollars. And then she starts acting up again, and then the Lord, she was eating some food over at the Hilton Hotel at Universal City, and she catches tomain poison from a piece of chicken that she ate in the morning. She didn't notice, because she's so bright she doesn't even have to notice things, that the meat was pink, and of course pork, meat, and chicken meat, uh, I've been told, uh, can cause trichinosis. And all of a sudden, about an hour after she ate it, the fumes started coming up, going up towards her heart. Years ago, there was another person in the church that had this happen to I'm not saying that the people in this church, uh, there's some people that are really, you never hear any bad thing from, they really serve the Lord. Then there's others that are like her. Well, anyway, she uh, took her to Cedar sinai Hospital out here, and it just kept getting worse and worse, and we kept sitting in the lobby, uh, waiting to be called, and it got so bad, so we called one of our people in um, Arkansas, or Texas area, or Fort Smith it is, and she said uh, that her uh, daughter had the same thing, and it was poison. Tomaine poison, so they gave her this charcoal, activated charcoal capsules, and the doctors, as you said, or wherever they took her, 
put these hoses down her nose because she waited too long and she just couldn't take them orally. And so uh, charcoal went into her nose. Since then, this girl has gone completely astray. God almost took her life there. They said she was almost in a cardiac arrest and she was just young, very young, maybe 10 years old back then. And they gave her charcoal, so I had somebody race over to the health food store and get charcoal capsules, and she took them, and the pain started going away. So we left there and called my doctor here in town. I mentioned this the other day, but this is a woman that is always going to have problems like that because she's spiritually insane. She never is able to take a back seat. Can you imagine a person like that thinking that they can run the church and uh, she just won't back off? And so there's a lot of people like that everywhere. They've never been called or chosen to do these things, but their heart keeps getting harder and harder, and they keep thinking they're wiser and wiser. But finish this uh, letter, all right, so that people can... uh, understand uh, what some people are receiving the gospel all over the world. Some entire cities are backing off from the way that they were. They're dying out to their old selves and accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And they're joining me as uh, the leader of this great army today, I believe even greater than the army that Joshua had because, but those people learned their lesson by seeing their parents suffer and die in the wilderness. But these people, no matter what happens, like for instance, they just had some tornadoes and hailstones in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and I've been preaching and and teaching those people in that city, and now their windows all got bashed in, and they're... um, uh, there's a lot of trouble. There's still twisters around that area. And now they're coming in. These twisters are coming to other parts of Arkansas where there are a lot of uh, people that are disobedient. And they don't call um, call me when there's problems in the church, and therefore there are problems. So I'm saying these things not to uh, destroy the people in the church. I'm saying these things to let them know if they don't begin following and quit trying to exalt themselves. Those that exalt themselves should be abased. And pride always goes before a fall. And that's why so many of them have fallen down through the years. They just figure that God never appointed somebody uh, that uh, is um, capable of telling them what to do. And so they keep, they separate themselves. They despise government. And they're unruly, and the Lord says to put the unruly ones out. And that's there has to be people in this world today, in the church, that are so zealous to the Lord that they do exactly what he says, because if they do, then no government, no uh, entire world government can put us down. And so I'm uh, appealing to all the people in the church to get behind me, because you think that you're blessed now, but you haven't seen anything yet. Because your windows, a lot of your windows got bashed out. And this is a warning. uh, These are warnings to you from the Lord. This is not Mother Nature doing these things. You know, and I've told you, and I reckon that you don't believe what I'm telling you or what the Bible tells you, that God is the one that sends these things down. 
and it's for the purpose of trying to why to straighten you out to make you walk correctly to give you wisdom to wise you up to give you understanding to wise you up to wake you up because if you don't wake up you're like a sleeping dog it's like the vision I had from the Lord now that I saw this uh, English bulldog laying halfway in his dog house and halfway out in his uh, skin on his forehead was all wrinkled up and he looked like he was sleeping so peacefully and it was a beautiful day I couldn't see the top of his head then the vision widened and there was a lion, a lion there and the top of his head was cut off of this uh, dog and the lion was lapping the brains of this dog out of his head and people are sleeping in my church and I want them to wake up and they think, why is he putting us out? We've been here so many. Because you're causing, you're like an Aiken in the church. And, uh, you know, I can't allow an Aiken to stay in the church. So I put you out of the church to be with the unsaved, to be out there with um, the devil, that your flesh might just be destroyed, that your soul might get saved. Because people... When they're out there and they are starving with the rest of the heathen out there and they're losing their homes and they can't seem to make anything ends meet. They just can't get it together. They keep trying to say, well, if I was out in the world, I would be like the rest of the people. And they get out there and they are like the rest of the people because they love to deceive themselves. They deceive others when they themselves are being deceived, the Bible says. Their um, unwanted hair, they're like uh, a bad, bad people, very bad, and they never can learn. They're always learning, but never ever able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And so therefore, in order to wake them up, I put them out. Then he starts screaming, can I come back? And some people use their fists and want to hit people. I can't allow that to happen in this church. Some people, uh, different uh, secular government agents come up to the church and these people come up before them instead of calling me so I can talk nicely to the people. What they do is get smart alecky in front of them and then we start getting persecuted. Not because there wouldn't have been any persecution if they would have been able to. I told them to stay away from these people and give me a call and put them on the phone with me, but they didn't do it. One is a man named Steve Bauer. And uh, so I put him out and he keeps wanting to come back. And no, I won't because I've told him not to do that on many occasions and he just keeps doing it. And so what I'm doing, for because there's so many pastors that follow my instructions all over the world, and I'm saying these things to where people will know that uh, what to do in different cases when things happen in their church. Like, for instance, the other night in our Los Angeles church, one of the people stood up. Uh, they'd been there for a couple of days because the government keeps infiltrating into the church and he stood up and said, there's poison in the soup. <laughs> and so uh, what they did is ran him into the prayer room. They, oh, let's pray, brother. I said, that was the wrong thing to do. You should have taken him down the hill. Nobody in the past 40 years has ever done anything like that. 
in this church, and I don't want the type of person in the church that is that demon-possessed where they would stand up and say that. I told them if there was poison in the soup, somehow he must have been the one to put it there because nobody's ever been poisoned in our church. The uh, the, the sister the, or the person that's pretending to be a sister the other day got poisoned at the Hilton Hotel, but uh, no one has ever been poisoned at my church. We have the best quality, the best tasting food that I know of in the United States of America. And uh, some of the people that are in the church used to work on Restaurant Row on La Cienega Boulevard years ago uh, and uh, at uh, different restaurants on Wilshire Boulevard, Vine Street, and over at the Farmer's Market. So we have very good cooks. And the food is first class. I buy everything uh, every week, every day fresh. Everything is fresh. And I'm not going to have anybody, I don't care if the devil got a hold of him. We don't allow demons in the church. Okay, so if you're a demon, don't even attempt to move in. Because I'll find you out and you'll be gone. All right, now let's finish the letter. Pastor, it is the grace of the Almighty God through His Son, our Lord and Savior. Grace means power. Okay, it is the power of the Almighty God to do what? That has made me what I am today. Mm -hmm. I, I find it necessary at this time to establish a prayer center in Liberia under the name Tony Alamo Christian Ministries Prayer Center, if only it will meet your approval. Pastor, I want to make this special appeal on behalf of some of the elders who are in remote areas for some sweatshirts to be used for this cool season. I'm also appealing that you put me on your mailing list so I can receive more newsletters, literature, and books to strengthen the work of the Lord. Thank you, and may the Lord our God bless you. Faithfully yours, Joseph Jobo from Monrovia, Liberia, Africa. Okay, do you have another letter? That's beautiful. Praise the Lord, yes. Uh, established churches everywhere. If you follow my leadership, I don't have to be there with you. If you call in your questions, I will turn the knowledge that I have over periods of years. As long as the Lord allows me to live, I'll give you the knowledge of how to run crackerjack, Holy Spirit-filled churches. All right, because I know how to do it. Okay, my wife had been saved 25 years before me, and I had a real good teacher in her. Well, the only thing is, is she's got discouraged, and you must never be discouraged. It's like if you're in business, you have to make phone calls, you have to contact people, you have to... If you don't move, nothing is going to move. If you move, then God will honor everything that you do if you're following Him. Okay, then what else? This is from Lusaka, Zambia, Africa. Dear servant of God, Pastor Lamo, greetings from our church in the blessed name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for sending us Bibles and T-shirts. We received the package. May God bless you. Last year, we had a meeting during which we were looking at the growth of our church. We found that you have contributed a lot to this ministry by sending us Bibles, newsletters, CDs, tapes, and T-shirts free of charge. Pastor Lamo, it is our prayer to God that he remember you and your ministry as a whole for the great work you are doing. Many souls are coming to Jesus because of the generous support you are giving to the churches throughout the whole world. May the Lord continue blessing you. 
Servant of God, we're going to continue requesting more from you because we are a working ministry which is leading people to Jesus. Please send us 20 Bibles, a box of newsletters of different topics, and message tapes. The Lord has allowed us to enter the new year for the purpose of continuing to serve him. May God continue strengthening you for the tremendous work you are doing. Yours in his service, Pastor Jacob Lunga from Zambia, Africa. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay, let's get into chapter 11 of uh, Joshua, and uh, I'm at verse 21 now. So uh, it states here, and at that time came Joshua, uh, this one that is very zealous and that everyone is following from one victory to the other. Uh, They never had any loss if they did what Joshua did uh, and told them to do. So, and at that time came Joshua and cut off, killed, in other words, the Anakims, A-N-A-K-I-M as in Mary, S. Uh, those are the giants. And cut off the giants, the Anakims, from the mountains. There are all different kinds of Zimzumims or giants also. There are several different varieties of giants. These Anakims were from the mountains, from Hebron and Deber, from Anab, and from all the mountains of Judah, and from all the mountains of Israel, not Palestine, but Israel. There's no such thing as Palestine. It's Israel. Even though The world government says it's Palestine. It isn't. God calls it Israel, his chosen people. Now, Joshua destroyed Joshua. He's not a a Palestinian. He's a Jew. Joshua and all the people with him destroyed, and they're all Jews, them utterly, with their cities. There was none of the Anakims, left in the land of the children of, not Palestine, but is the, the children of Israel is the one that did this. Why? Because they're God's chosen people. Only in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod, there remained. Verse 23, so Joshua took the whole land. Joshua, not just himself, but the whole body of Israel, led by Joshua. Nobody made a peep. No smart aleck women and no smart aleck men, but they followed Joshua like they followed Moses and Uh, these people were all destroyed, as God wanted it to be. So Joshua took the entire land according to all that the Lord said. Well, the Lord told him to do that as as far as, uh, as all that the Lord said to Moses. And Joshua gave it for an inheritance unto Israel, not Palestine. I mean, why don't you people read the Bible and see who the land really belongs to because you're going to be destroyed like all these people because God said so. 
in the Bible that anyone that comes up against Israel is going to be destroyed. Well, now, all Israel is not Israel. That's true. But God is the one that punishes them, not you. And if I'm not of the Lord, then God punishes me, not you. Who do you think you are? I belong to God. God punishes his people if they deserve punishment. And it's not your job. There's a separation between church and state. Okay, homosexual Pope and his little puppets like Bush and now uh, Obama or whatever his name is and Clinton and all you people in this world, pay attention because it's for your very life. And Joshua gave it for an inheritance unto not Palestine, but Israel, according to their divisions by their tribes. And the land rested from war. Thank God. Now, see, the land will rest from war once everybody starts following the leader. In this age of time, God called me. I was in an office one day. I didn't care anything about God or Jesus. I hated ministers because I thought they were all phonies. And I still think most of them are. And God came down to that office and pulled the breath in and out of me. He closed my ears up and told me, I am the Lord thy God. Stand up in this room and tell these people in this room about the Lord Jesus Christ and that he's coming back to earth again. Or thou shalt surely die. And it put so much fear in me that I've never forgotten it because I've never been God-handled before. I've been man-handled. I've been in many a fight. I've been to Duke City up to Front Street. But I never had a battle that I couldn't, uh, that I knew I couldn't win. I can't, I can't win against God. The only way I can win with God is to do what he says. Okay? And so that was the end of chapter 11. Now we're going into chapter 12 of Joshua. Now these are the kings of the land. And Sharon, take over. Now these are the kings of the land which the children of Israel smoked and possessed their land on the other side Jordan toward the rising of the sun from the river Arnon unto Mount Hermon and all the plain on the east. Verse 2. Sihon, king of the Amorites, who dwelt in Heshbon, and ruled from Aror, which is upon the bank of the river Arnon, and from the middle of the river, and from half Gilead, even unto the river Jabbok, which is the border of the children of Ammon. Verse 3, And from the plain to the sea of Kinneroth, on the east, and unto the sea of the plain, even the salt sea on the east, the way to Beth-Jeshemoth, and from the south under Ashdoth Pisgah. Verse 4. And the coast of Og, king of Bashan, which was of the remnant of the giants that dwelt at Ashtaroth and at Edrei. Verse 5. And reigned in Mount Hermon and in Salca and okay, in all... Okay, now Hermon means Sion, doesn't it? Yes. Mount Sion, Mount Sion, or Mount Her uh, Hermon and reigned in Mount Sion, or Hermon, and in where? Salca. That's right. And in all Bashan, unto the border of the Geshurites, and the Maacarthites, 
and half Gilead, the border of Sihon, king of Heshbon. Now don't get so quick to say, I can't remember all these Maccasites um, and the Pizzabites. You better learn it, because there isn't anything more important in the world than to learn the word of God. So don't get so uppity like some of these uh, hags that try to take over um, my position. And uh, they were never supernaturally called. Actually, what happened is they came into the church when they were very young, like six or seven years old. And then all of a sudden they'd been here and they turned into church brats. And they now think that they've arrived just because they've been here for a few years and been taken very good care of. Okay, they've uh, lived sumptuously in this church. This is the Rolls Royce of all churches. Then what? Verse 6. Them did Moses, the servant of the Lord, and the children of Israel smite. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave it for a possession unto the Reubenites and the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Verse okay, seven. now the Reubenites, these are Jews. And the Gadites are Jews. And the tribe of Manasseh. Okay, so these uh, people were given different portions of the land, which is vast. Far more vast than it is today. The Jews let people muscle them down to a little strip of land which they never should have done. And they let Muslims come in there and build temples and Catholics. And they're being persecuted for it now. They're not right with the Lord. Then verse 7. And these are the kings of the country which Joshua and the children of Israel smote on this side Jordan on the west, from Baal Gad in the valley of Lebanon, even unto the Mount Halak, that goeth up to Seir, which Joshua gave unto the tribes of Israel for a possession according to their divisions. Now, uh, if I had more time uh, on this program, I would tell you uh, how vast the territory is that they had taken over. But go ahead. Verse 8. In the mountains and in the valleys and in the plains and in the springs and in the wilderness and in the south country, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Verse 9, the king of Jericho, one, the king of Ai, which is beside Bethel, one. Verse 10, the king of Jerusalem, one, the king of Hebron, one. Verse 11, the king of Jarmuth, one, the king of Lachish, one. Verse 12, the king of Eglon, one, the king of Gezer, one. Well, Verse now, see, these are big deals here. I mean, they smote everybody in these towns, so pay attention. It's like going into L.A. and smiting everybody there. It's, uh, it would be historic. It would be something to you if you were living in that time when this happens. Then what? Verse 13, the king of Deber won. The king of Geder won. Verse 14, the king of Horma won. The king of Arad won. Verse 15, the king of Libna won. The king of Adullam won. Verse 16, the king of Makeda won. The king of Bethel won. Verse 17, the king of Tapua won. The king of Hefer won. Verse 18. The king of Aphek won. The king of Lasharon won. All these cities the Jews smote the Hebrews. Then what? Verse 19. The king of Madon won. The king of Hazor won. Verse 20. The king of Shimron Miron won. The king of Achsaph won. Verse 21. 
the king of Teanach, one, the king of Megiddo, one, verse 22, the king of Kadesh, one, the king of Jokneam of Carmel, one. Okay, so let's mark that spot. We'll come back to it tomorrow because I see that my time is up. And so, you know, wherever they set their foot, God gave the land to them, but they were obedient. This uh, will not happen if there's even one disobedient person in the church. Everybody has to be obeying, obedient. And uh, you can do that. It's just a simple thing to follow the Lord. And no one, everyone in the body of Christ gets the same reward. So what difference would it be? I've never wanted to preach or teach until after Susie died. I just, somebody had to do it and there was nobody else in the church that could. And so the Lord forced me to do it. She didn't want me to do interviews because she said I'm too brutally honest and we're going to get a lot of flack. Well, I don't care about flack, I told her. And she says, don't do it until after I'm dead. So the Lord put, got me by the seat of the pants and pushed me right over to the telephone when Charlie Tigert from Channel 5 in Fort Smith wanted to do an interview, so I did it. And he says, go ahead, you know the Word of God better than anyone. And you know you know me and you're not going to do anything wrong, just be yourself. And so that's what I am, is myself. And like, uh, it's yourself that uh, has to be saved, you know. I can't save your soul, but I can lead you to the one that will and can save your soul. And that's Jesus. So call on him right now. Call on him through this prayer. Say unto the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, rose Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says... All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you've heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank and praise you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, Sharon, tell our listening audience how to receive a copy of this CD or audio tape, program number 603. Free. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries. P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Okay, this is World Pastor telling you tune in tomorrow for another powerful message to lead you into freedom from your own uh, uh, self and from this entire world and from uh, the reign of uh, uh, this temporary reign from Satan in this world. But you'll be immediately freed. Now you're free. And uh, the thing that the Lord wants you to do is hold on to the end because only those that hold on to the end shall be saved. And here I am to sing for you, I'm holding on, and I'm going to always hold on. Okay, go ahead. I'm holding on. 
I'm holding on. 